Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mahita Talks. I'm very honored today to have Brian Bluff. He's the CEO and co-founder of SightSeeker. Fun fact, it is also Brian's second time on the Mahita Talks podcast. He was gracious enough to join us for our first year, um, all the way back in 2020 when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground. Um, so we appreciate his support in the beginning. And he has so much fun stuff to talk about that we wanted to have him back now that we have the podcast a little bit more together. So thank you, Brian, for coming on with us. Oh, thanks, Sherry. I really appreciate it. I know we talked about this at the Mahita Convention, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The final dinner, we had a conversation on what a great topic um, AI is and you know, chat GPT and all that stuff. So kind of excited about it. Yeah, I'm hoping we can, if, if people haven't watched your Wild West of Marketing, I know they can get it on um, oh, yeah. Mahita's website. I did have the pleasure of catching up on that. Rewatched it last week, too, and you had a lot of great stuff in there about AI. So if people are looking for more information, there is some there. But I thought we could maybe follow up on some of those things. And, you know, AI is such a huge, huge topic today. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. It's been around for a long time, but it seemingly is just getting some real legs in the mainstream. And, and I think a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Um, so hopefully we can help people out today a little bit. And I know that you've been a part of Mahina for many years and a lot of people in the space know you. You have a lot of clients in this industry. Um, but I was hoping you could give us just a quick introduction of yourself and uh, SightSeeker. Yeah, you bet. Um, so uh, my name is Brian Bluff. Um, as um, Sherry just mentioned, um, I'm CEO and co-founder of SightSeeker, which is a company that my brother Eddie and I started. Eddie's now retired, uh, but we've had a lot of fun over, let me see, 20, actually this year's our 20th year in business. So 2003, uh, we started before Google. Yeah. Before Google was even a public company. It was really uh, kind of cool. So think of the change that's happened in that time period. But we um, we kind of started out with, um, everybody probably, remember, some people probably remember the Thomas Register, which was great big green books, volumes yeah. and volumes. So we had uh, territories in, in Thomas. We were trying to help our manufacturer and distributor clients uh, market themselves in a time when, you know, websites were just coming, uh, becoming a reality. So it's been a really great ride. And so we've always stuck with, uh, um, B2B, and uh, we were introduced uh, to Liz through Nate Andrews over at Morris Manufacturing, um, I think like 10, 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago or something like that. And uh, we were invited to come down and speak. Uh, Richard Donnelly was president of Mahita back then. Um, and uh, we did, and we fell in love with the with the group and the whole concept, and we ended up joining, and now we're... Um, preferred partners. And uh, like you said, we spend a lot of time in this industry. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Well, awesome. Well, thank you. Let's jump right in because I know people are biting at the bit to pick your brain sure. a little bit about AI. So we're going to start with the big question. I know this is going to be, some of these are going to be hard to answer in the time frame we have because there's so much to talk about as it relates to AI. But can you kind of give me your top ways you think AI is changing specifically the marketing landscape in the B2B sector? Yeah, I think that um, really um, AI just kind of lets us do more faster and better. You know, it's, I mean, it, 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 I don't think it matters whether it's marketing or, you know, supply chain logistics questions or anybody working at a desk anywhere. I mean, if you're going to use Google 
if you're going to write emails, you're going to create content, uh, you have any repetitive task, um, AI is a huge time saver and, it, and it's only going to get better. So that, that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, but specifically in the marketing space, um, there's there's a ton of stuff, uh, drafting articles. Um, you know, the other day I had a, had a, a really important email to send out it was, uh, for, for a client uh, proposal and I had written it and, you know, and sometimes it takes me a long time to write one of those important emails, right? I think like for all of us. And so I just, you know, I just said, I want to say, I went to, you know, Google or sorry, um, chat GPT and said, hey, here's what I want to write. Um, and here are the points I want to make. And it wrote the email for me and it saved me a ton of time and it did a better job. So, you know, think about saving an hour a day in just your general tasks. Um, it's fantastic. And writing articles. I don't know if you, you've done that, Sherry, but uh, I'm certain, certain that you've tested it. I think we all have. It's really, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so I think for those things, and I just found a, a plugin over the weekend called Whimsical. So I've been kind of excited lately. I have a, um, one of my hobbies is fishing, right? And so I have this fishing website because I love the technology of that stuff. And I, you know, in my business, I don't often get to play with, you know, client websites and test different, you know, SEO strategies and stuff. So I've got this uh, fishing website and I um, am trying to create a topical map with pillar pages and content clusters and all the things that are really important for SEO today. And so I found this, this uh, plugin for um, chat GPT plus and uh, which is 20 bucks a month for the, for the service. It's called whimsical and uh, it created a mind map for me. I said, I want to write about fishing in New York state. And it went nuts and it, it just completely booted up this mind map. And I was like, Oh my God, I've spent, you know, weekends and nights trying to, create this topical map but it did it for me so those are the kind of things that i get really excited about yeah yeah i've played with it and for those who don't know because even i get a lot of questions about chat gpt and i think people have heard that term now but don't really know what it is um anybody can download it, it it's free to download there's a free version to use uh, brian just mentioned chat gpt GTP plus, which is a paid version of it. But if you just want to play around with it, I mean, there's no kind of no harm, no foul. You can type stuff in and, and see what happens and see what you get. I will say it has taken some work to craft what I want it to write in the right way, you know, yes. of, of how you say it. I think there's a certain skill in doing that and it's just really playing around with it. Um, but to your point, it's helped me really kind of overcome in some cases white page syndrome, that it's not necessarily writing an entire content piece for me, but it's maybe giving me points that I might not have otherwise thought about that I can research further, you know, to write a, a better structured content article for sure. Yeah, I, I found that um, when, when it comes to the writing piece, that it, like you said, it gets you off the blank page thing. So the first thing I always say is like, I want to write an article on the use of AI and, and marketing, um, provide me an outline. And then it, it gives you the outline to say, well, I don't like the third bullet, get rid of that. And, and then you mm -hmm. say, well, um, write the first section or what are the bullets in the first section? And then you decide which points to include. And then you say, well, write the first point, write the second point. And then by the time you're done, it's uh, it's pretty neat. It's, it's, uh, it works pretty well. I, in the beginning, I think I did kind of what you were alluding to. I used to say, write me an article on this. But that's terrible mm. because it sounds so clunky and some of the facts aren't right. I had a, 
in my fishing site, I had this, you know, I said, you know, describe the, the, the look of a, of a, of a large mouth bass. And then, I don't know what the heck it was talking about, but it was not a large mouth bass. <laughs> yeah, it can get, it can get dicey. Absolutely. Uh, so we talked a little bit about content writing. You had used it um, for writing proposals or possibly emails. What are some yeah. other ways that you're employing AI technology specifically in the marketing space? Well, I think we all are in, in the many different ways that we don't even know about. For example, you know, everybody knows that it's July 1st, uh, Google Universal Analytics was sunset, no longer supported, no longer collecting data. Now we have GA4. Well, those uh, GA4 offers insights, right? So I was uh, on a client's um, uh, GA4, inside into client's GA4 account the other day. And um, on the right-hand side, there's something called insights. And so you look at the insights and it says, hey, we on September 3rd, we expected your traffic between, to be between X and Y, but it wasn't. It was lower than that. And uh, here are some possible reasons why. And it gave me recommendations to set up custom audiences or not custom audience, but to set up an audience to start tracking why that display ad campaign wasn't working well. And um, and then it, it uh, suggested that I monitor the performance. So I think that even if we don't do anything, the tools that we use are going to become more pop powerful. So analytics, for one, absolutely, for sure, that's going to be totally huge. Personalization, um, I don't know about you, but I just love chatbots. Um, and it's been, it's been difficult um, as, you know, in the beginning, it was just like a live person was there. And if they weren't there, it would just, it just say, hello, <laughs> no one's there. Right. And then it went to um, just asking, you know, saying, hey, pick A or B, path A or B, and then pick, you know, C or D. And then you could kind of navigate like a phone system to, to the right person. But now with uh, chatbots um, and specific, well, there's a bunch of them, but um, with chatbots, you can, it can automatically, it can understand the questions. It can uh, answer frequently asked questions and it just totally saves it. So whether you consider that a, a marketing function, if it's on the lead gen side or a customer service, um, you know, the customer service side of the equation, it's really, I think, very, very cool. Um, I think that, you know, optimizing campaigns um, and uh, creating better ad copy, I think there's another use for it in marketing. So personalization, content, optimizing campaigns, uh, you know, data analytics, I think those are all some of the top uses of AI in marketing specifically. Yeah, and, you know, going back to, you mentioned GA4 and looking at SEO, and I know a lot of people are using AI technology for keywords and, and different things in that space. Um, LinkedIn recently implemented some piece of the algorithm that's kind of devaluating de content that's been generated uh, through AI technology. And I tested it recently. I had read about it. I tested it. I did um, put something in ChatGPT just to write a general article, posted it on LinkedIn, and got almost zero impressions, very few impressions, when I typically get quite a few. Um, so I was just testing with how true that algorithm change was. Are we seeing that at all in the Google space of people using AI technology to write content or generating keywords that it might be devaluating their site in any capacity? Well, there's a guy, uh, there's been some talk about it. Um, uh, there's a guy over at Google, uh, John Mueller. He's Google's webmaster trend analyst. 
and I think it was sometime in the spring, maybe April, um, he said that AI generated content um, or any automated, gen any automatically generated content can be treated as spam. And if it is determined to be spam, regardless of how it got there, then um, they could add, apply a manual penalty. However, there's been no formal statement uh, from them yet. And if you think about how Google works, they, re re they reward great content. So if you take the approach, this is just my opinion, but if you take the approach um, of, you know, that I mentioned before, say, hey, give me an outline. Here are the four points, expand this point, don't talk about that point. Um, and, and you fact check as you go along, then you can cut the time of creating content in half and still have a, like a, an article that is so much better than you can start, than you can create by yourself. So, you know, another couple of things that I do as well is, is I've also, um, when uh, particularly for the phishing site, I, I do this quite a bit. So um, I'll take and I'll write an article and then I'll go ahead and, and run it through, you know, Copyscape Premium. And so with Copyscape, you can look for, you know, it's a plagiarism checking tool. So you can go ahead and run through them and say, does this content exist anyplace else on the web? No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, Grammarly's got a similar, similar service and it doesn't. Um, there are a lot of services out there that recommend that you be transparent and you say, hey, that this was built, you know, written with AI, uh, but I, I don't think I'd do that. And I've not seen any evidence at all um, besides hearing stories like, like you just you know, mentioned. So that, that's scary, right? But I've not, I've not seen it um, and I have uh, not experienced it certainly. So I think it's just mm -hmm. how you use the tool. If you're careful, if you, it's like anything. If you write junk, if you just copy and paste a bunch of, you know, disjointed art, you know, paragraphs together, it's going to be a crummy article and it's going to be considered spam and, and it could be manually penalized. But if you take your time and just use the tool as a research assistant, then I think you're pretty darn safe. Yeah, I think with anything, I mean, there's benefits and and pitfalls within any technology, and yeah. understanding how the technology works and really reading the content beforehand um, to make sure that it was accurate because totally. just because it says that that's true that doesn't mean that it's true and i think that speaks to some of the pitfalls um in ai have you seen any other pitfalls that people have experienced using ai technology well i think um there's i know what you know the i haven't experienced any but i do know that um, people are concerned about privacy right you know, privacy issues, um, you know, transparency, um, dependency, the loss of, I've heard someone say, oh, people, the younger kids aren't going to know how to write anymore and, and stuff like that. But I think that, and you kind of alluded to this too, you said, you know, it's like the prompts that you use. I mean, that's the real skill set when you're using a tool, um, any of these AI tools, well, the content one specifically is, you know, how do you prompt the tool to give you the right answer? And so we're going to become good at that, I think. And I think that the, the, the challenge is, is to become good at that because yeah. it's, I think there's, a, there's an awful lot to learn about, um, about these tools and it takes time. I've spent weekends just learning and testing. I think I must have tested, I don't know, 60 or 70 different plugins on, uh, and chat GPT plus uh, just to see, you know, if they're any good and a lot of them aren't, you know, and I, I get worried about, you know, if I sign up for this tool, am I start going to, you know, start to receive a bunch of spam and stuff like that. In some cases you do, but um, no, I think it's, I think it's just like Google, right? Um, in fact, Microsoft edge is a fantastic tool. Um, 
so Edge being their new browser uh, for Microsoft. And on the right-hand side of that tool, it's got a little chat window, and it, uh, uh, it still it still uses OpenAI, which is you know the foundation of uh, of ChatGPT plus, but it, it's not limited to you know it, the learning date cutoff, which was September first of twenty one for for ChatGPT uh, uh, three point five and four So this one is I think uh, is better. And so anytime I want to do research on a on a current topic, I'll go to you know Microsoft Edge, and I've just started using Google Bard um, mm -hmm. just to kind of spread the wealth, but um, you know, I don't know. I think it's, uh, you know, I know everybody says, I'm not really worried about it. The way that I use it is not like just complete trust. It's, you know, kind of like, okay. you know, just to research and advance my, my process a little, a little more efficiently. Yeah. I mean, it can be used as a tremendous time saver as long as you understand how to use the tool and, and use it appropriately. Yeah. And that's, you know, a question that I've gotten quite a bit from people that work in marketing are, are worried that it's a technology that could start to replace people on their team, you know, because it does have some time efficiencies. To me, I, I don't think it replaces anybody. It purely makes people more efficient. You talk to most, especially people in the marketing space today, they're overwhelmed and over busy. So to me, any tool that can help with productivity is a good thing. Um, but how I, I have to imagine you've heard some of those same concerns from people on, on current teams. How have you addressed that? Well, I think that um, my my answer to that question is that this is not, and you know this, Sherry. Obviously, you know we're in, we're in the same business, right? So um, marketing's tough. And it's getting tougher. Um, when we both started in this business, you know, very few companies had marketing internal, uh, an internal marketing capability. But it's become a core competency. If you're a company of any size or have any ambition to grow, you need to invest in marketing. If you don't show up, you know, in the search engine, you don't have a social media presence, you're not generating content, you're not on LinkedIn, you're not, if you're not doing those things, then you can't compete. And the way to compete more effectively today is by using these tools. So marketers are going to have to do more using these tools than they were before. Could there be people that uh, the jobs are displaced? I think with every technology that uh, the description or the definition of the jobs that are required uh, will change. But I think there's going to be more, um, more work for marketers. I mean, what's going to happen to Google, right? I mean, are we still going to see the blue links? Is it going to be, you know, or is it going to be like Microsoft Edge? I mean, they've at least you know, put a stake in the ground when, when you go there and you, yes, you still get the Bing search results, but on the side, you have the ability to query and, and go through different, uh, uh, go dig deeper into those results. Uh, now, they do give you, you know, blue underlying text, but, you know, you don't need mm -hmm. to click on it anymore. So, in fact, I heard uh, the statistic the other day. So, remember when uh, people also asked came out? Right, those those questions and all the other um, uh, search uh, snippets. Uh, well, when those came out, people doing a search and then leaving Google to go to a website dropped by about twenty percent. Right, about twenty percent. Imagine that. But those were questions that could be answered with a simple statement, or you know, by you know, one or two sentences. So I'll bet you that more people will be more sticky on the search engines minimally, and so. 
I think that means that we all have to build better websites, uh, describe our offering uh, in more detail, and uh, position ourselves to be the ones that, that are coming up and people also people also asked or in the um, um, in, in the uh, AI returned results. I think we need to become the experts in that. And the only way you're going to do that is with great content. I agree. So, okay. Even that's just even just studying that and trying to keep on top of it, it's going to be that's that's a job in itself. Yeah, I think marketing teams are eventually just going to have a person that their job is to manage some of the AI technology. You know, that's totally part of their job. You yeah. know, I think it's a new role. Um, so yeah, I, I I completely agree. I don't think marketing people should be concerned. I think marketing people should look at it. There's so much even more opportunity than there ever was in this space, especially in B2B and especially in material handling for sure. Absolutely. So we we've we've kind of thrown around some different terms, some different tools. If you had to break it down, what's your top five AI tools that you use today? Well, I think uh, check GPT plus, and again, it, it, you know, I really didn't see. They say that that's uh, much more powerful and more accurate than. And I misspoke before when I said 3.5. 3.5 was the interim between 3.0 and 4.0, which is the basis of check GPT plus. So that's the that's a that's a the number one tool that I use. Um, I've already said Microsoft Edge for anything that I think is um, needs to be, you know answered with a sense of recency to to the answer. Within um, chat GPT plus, there's a couple of plugins that I've, you know, started to play with. I, I mentioned Whimsical, didn't I? I mentioned Whimsical, that's the, yeah, that's, that was great. There's two other SEO um, plugins. One is called SEO Analysis, and that one uh, does exactly what it says. So you'll feed it a, a keyword in a URL, and it'll come back with like a, a speed analysis of your page. It'll tell you what the authority is. You're just, you know, your title, your descriptions, your headings, your body content. So you could, and, and all those things are easy to grab with all the tools that we all have. But it's um, it just seems to me that it's a faster way to do that. And then there's another one that I've looked at. It's called SEO.app, uh, and that one can write full articles, but it does give you the... Um, uh, with a nice H tag structure, and it gives you all of the uh, so that, that the outline is very definitive, which is important from an SEO standpoint. Um, I used to use Jasper, uh, which was based on right. Jasper's a mm -hmm. great article, and they have a great prompting system. It's based on uh, Chat GPT 3.0, and um, that one uh, used for over a year, but it's probably twice as expensive as, as what I can get out of uh, chat GPT plus. So I don't use it anymore, but I can see myself going back to it if they had some advantages. But, uh, you know, beyond that, um, like I said, Microsoft Edge is just wonderful. Um, but that, again, research tools. So those are the, that's where I kind of said, do you have any that, that you that you love? Uh, or are they kind of included in the same? Yeah, mix? they're included. Chat GPT plus has been kind of my, the one that I've, worked with the most um i'm really been investigating some different graphic design um ai yeah. tools i wouldn't say that i found one that i love yet i feel the same way about jasper i used it in the beginning kind of played with it and then really what i got from chat gpt i thought was better and less expensive so right. kind of, i think they missed the boat somewhere on that yeah and then you know we were talking i think even things as as um silly as 
my LinkedIn profile pictures were all AI generated and a site where you just submit 20 pictures of yourself and they give you a bunch of profile pictures that, that look like you and it's much less expensive than doing a whole photo shoot. And I've helped other clients use some of those technologies to, um, to replace hiring a, a photographer maybe in some of the warehousing type pictures and, and things that they need. That really is a lot of times those graphics are hard to get. They're very expensive to get um, just yeah. because of lighting and sound within warehouses. And um, you can generate a lot of them to, to get pretty close, to get pretty close to what you need. Especially when you're dealing with web-based images that don't have to be super, high, super, super high tech. Um, with the pixelation and they don't have to be really, really large images or relatively small. Um, there are things you can do in that space too. That has been really interesting. And I just started kind of getting into that the last few months. That's a really great idea. I know my, my daughter um, recently was in the job market and uh, she did the thing. They, they put different hair on her head, you know, different, yeah. different outfit. <laughs> really kind of like, wow, that's crazy. And it, and it looked great. So, so believable, you know? So yes, but it's a great idea uh, for in warehouse pictures and in places with lighting. I hadn't really uh, tried that. So I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah. So it, it's fun. It's a fun time. You know, you say you've been doing this for over 20 years now, and um, that's about the time I got into to the material handling space. And when I started, they gave me a book. Uh, they gave me a Dreamweaver book that was like that thick and said, <laughs> read the book and make a website. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, at the time they were spending almost $100,000 on, on Yellow Page ads and only spent the $50 for the book on the website. So it's a very, oh a yeah. relatively short amount of time. The world <laughs> has changed very significantly for most of us. Oh, in a fun yeah. way and i think it's going to continue to get, go that way for sure so it's an exciting time to be here absolutely so brian i know you've been through this once before you're so you're familiar with our lightning round oh, i boy. have to warn you though because it's your <laughs> second time i felt implored to make it a little bit more challenging oh so, my gosh okay i know I don't know. Are you ready to enter our lightning round? I think so. Let's give All it right. a shot. Here we go. It's Monday. We're recording this on a Monday, so let's see how fresh you are. <laughs> we go. Um, what were you afraid of as a child? Um, girls. My grammar school. <laughs> And all the girls on the top step and I fell flat on my face. <laughs> what item is worth spending more money on? Tools. Lot, tool? Any tool. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're an investment. I like to build things. <laughs> what never fails to make you laugh? Um, I guess my, my grandkids. Yeah, they're, they're always crack me up. Um, you know, they're the funniest answers for different things. I know I get some of my best content from from children because yeah. they have great ideas. What is your go to karaoke song? I don't have one. Uh, don't, listen, everyone has no, a go to. No. So 
I, I, I told my grandkids this. When I went to grammar school, we had a choice. In fifth grade, they, they lined you up and they said, you had to sing Do, Re, Mi, or whatever. At the end of like Do, they said, Alter Boy. <laughs> and so if you did well, they said, Choir, Choir Boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're not like the play. <laughs> <laughs> What's not a big deal to most people, but is torture to you? Oh God, mistakes grammatically. I hate it when I write an email and, and I check it again. Oh my God, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> what subject would you be okay never learning about again? Oh gosh, um, philosophy. <laughs> you know, give me a science. Any <laughs> science, math? I love that. If you had to give someone a book to read, what book would it be? Oh my gosh, uh, probably a sales book. Um, yeah, who was, oh gosh, um, Good to Great's a good book. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, probably that. Would you rather go to a concert or a sporting event? Sporting event, hands down. <laughs> if you could teleport right now, where would you go? I would probably go Maybe Ireland. I went to a great place when I was in the Navy. Great restaurant. I'd like to go back there someday. I'm hoping teleporting comes out soon. I think. Yeah, that, right? I hope. What's one thing about you that most people don't know? I'm kind of an introvert, really. I mean, for a marketing guy, I'd much rather, um, you know, spend the weekend like yesterday. Honestly, I spent about five hours just researching different subjects online <laughs> that I was interested in. You know, Sunday, it's sunny out and like, uh, well, let's go to the beach. Let's do it. No, <laughs> go ahead. I'd rather, I'd rather learn stuff. <laughs> Brian, congratulations. You have now made it through your second lightning round. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank um, you. You know, there's so much more to talk about as it relates to, to AI and especially as it relates to marketing. Um, you know, we'll definitely have to follow up in this conversation because I think it's a topic a lot of people are confused about um, because there's so much information and it's so new and there aren't a lot of experts out there that are easily Absolutely. accessible. Um, so we'll have to do this again and follow up on the conversation. But is there anything you would like to leave our um, Mahita Talks listeners with? Well, um, I guess as it relates to AI, I, I would just say, listen, you got to dive in. I mean, not doing this is, is nuts. I mean, you can't pull the blinders down. Uh, it's a competitive advantage. Every company needs to embrace it, um, at least to the point where you figure out what you don't want to do, right? But you have to try it and figure it out. And I guess uh, the second thing is I just like to thank you, Sherry. I know you, you give so much to Mahita and you're such a great resource. Um, I appreciate every time I talk to you, I enjoy it and uh, really enjoy being on, on, the, on the show. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that so much, Brian, and I've learned so much from the webinars and, and from talking to you guys. You guys have been a great supporter of marketing within the material handling industry, and um, I leaned on your stuff a lot, especially when I work for a distributor. So uh, thank you. Thank you for all you guys do as well. And thank you for giving your time to be on this podcast. Hopefully, um, we'll see each other soon. I hope so. Yeah, have a great day. Thank you. All right, sir. Thank you. And this is Mahita Talks. We'll see you again next time.